Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And today we will be discussing the top 10 Carolina Panthers players under pressure, under pressure. to perform in 2022. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. And uh, Thank you. I had Feeling a better. sound bite for this whole <laughs> under pressure thing, but, you know, I probably would get claimed on YouTube and everything else. Well, here, here's what we need to do. We need to one day, like, put some time into thinking about how to do this podcast. Because <laughs> I feel like we could do some cool things if we really wanted to put some time into it, other than just record ourselves talking. Um, you know, sound effects, Audio cool wise, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, all, yeah, all the things that that I find extremely annoying in podcasts. You know, we could add to this one, right? I, I, I was we just use them judiciously. I tried. I mean, I I spent about twenty thirty minutes earlier today, like googling <laughs> how to do it to set up the under pressure soundbite got it and it we tested it out before you know now we're recording 20 minutes after <laughs> testing and it didn't work so yeah well we you know we've been doing this podcast for three years and you've spent 20 minutes trying to figure it out so that's that's about the size oh no it. i spent more time I'm than just, that i'm just I kidding i think we're gonna have to buy some equipment but yeah we you know i'll tell you what this podcast doesn't make zero money but we don't make enough money to buy fancy audio equipment we'll see now so if you guys want to donate you know check out our anchor page uh, you can do some donations, things like that. If you yeah. want, if you want anything special, you know, just let us. <laughs> but um, so we're going to talk about the top ten players under pressure to perform in 2022 for the Panthers uh, for various different reasons why they might feel under pressure or we believe they should be under pressure. Um, but there is a little bit of news to take care of first, Jerry. Um, the Panthers are not going to be in Rock Hill. No, they're not. The uh, Tepper conglomerate that. Did the whole, uh, I can't even think of what it's called. I should have wrote this down. It's, it's but the they, real estate arm of his company. Yeah, filed for bankruptcy, basically just washing their hands of that property down there. I mean, yeah. that's still $200 million, I believe, that basically he's just thro not throwing away, just, just <clears throat> cutting as a loss and moving on. That's a lot. It is. You know, I, I tweeted out, you know, when this happened, but basically both, both parties here, Tepper and Rock Hill, I feel like handled this very poorly. Absolutely. Uh, feels like if Tepper really wanted to be in Rock Hill, they could have figured it out. Tepper's a multi, multi-billionaire, richest owner in the NFL. Uh, feels like they could have figured it out. If he needed to give Rock Hill a little more time to pay, you know, whatever the case is, feels like they could have figured it out. But Tepper's a businessman and... They, uh, I guess, weren't holding up their end of the bargain, and he cut bait. I also could see this being a bargaining chip in the future for Charlotte, for you them to build a, new yeah. build a new stadium that, you know, he's going to play hardball. Look, I will move the team. I move, I, I, wait, I threw away $200 million because of the, the shenanigans that Rock Hill played mm -hmm. on. You'd think I won't move this team out. I could see him playing hardball that way against, you know, the city of Charlotte for the stadium. I hope not, but, it, you know, very well could be. They're they're currently doing a, a study to find out the viability of the stadium moving forward, how many years, you know, this uh, company that's doing the, you know, the project or whatever, how many years they think the Panther Stadium can still be, you know, usable uh, for the teams. 
uh, the FC and the Panthers. So we'll see where that goes. But yeah, I mean, uh, Charlotte better be ready because a new stadium request is coming. I don't think it's going to be a retrofit of the current stadium. I think Tepper is going to want a big brand new stadium. He's probably going to want a lot of public money for it. Um, What are they going to do with that half-built facility in Rock Hill now? I mean... It's so weird. There's all that land, a really n- nice half of a facility that's been built, you know, and now there's no use for it. Yeah, yeah. Spirit Halloween coming soon. Spirit Halloween. To Rock yeah. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we're not going to spend too much time talking about that. We, you know, go back and listen to a few episodes ago. We discussed it at, at length, um, you know, before the bankruptcy, but basically telegraphing where this was headed. So. Um, top 10 players under pressure to perform in 2022. Not um, named Sam Darnold because he's not, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was what yeah, Jerry pitched this to me. And I was like, well, I, as long as we don't have to talk about Sam Darnold, because it's so obvious he is under a, you know, a lot of pressure to perform really. We, we don't have any quarterback on this list, um, no. but assume that yes, we know Sam Darnold, Matt Corral, P.J. Walker, whoever ends up starting games for the Panthers is under a massive amount of pressure. And Mm -hmm. as they go, so go the Panthers pretty much. Um, But we're not going to beat a dead horse, which Sam Darnold is a dead horse. We're not going to beat him. He has flies, uh, maggots coming out of him. Yeah, Yeah. he's done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So every player not named Sam Darnold under pressure to perform in 2022. And we'll start off at number 10, Jerry. Yeah, it was funny is I had him on my list thinking mm-hmm. that it might surprise you, but he was on your list too. Brian Burns. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't had a double-digit sack season. He's going into a contract year. He wants big money. I read somewhere around five years, $120 million. He wants to be mm-hmm. paid as a top five you know, pass rusher in the league. That's what they get it paid. To do that, I think he's under a lot of pressure to get double-digit sacks and to have that really solidify him as, as a pro bowler. He was a pro bowler last year, but he was also very weak against the run again. So I think he wants to really build himself up and have a great year to get get that money. Yeah, I mean, he either needs to really improve the sack numbers by quite a bit or he needs to improve his run defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make up for the the lack of sacks, um, you know, not that he's getting no sacks. What do you have? Nine sacks? La- yeah, nine sacks last two seasons. Um, so yeah, he is individually under pressure for his you know future contract, but he's also under pressure for the team because Hassan Reddick is no longer on this team. So all that attention that Brian Burns was getting last season, even with yeah. Hassan Reddick on the other side. You can probably multiply that because there's nobody on the other side right now. We're going to talk about some guys here in a few minutes, um, but there's no star on the other side of the line for him. So he is going to be getting the most pressure, and he's going to have to deal with it. Um, so he's 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 going to be under pressure in the games, but he's also under pressure for the season to really perform and earn that contract. You're 100% yeah. right about that. I he He's going to make money either way, but... Sure. I believe no matter what, he is really going to, you know, he wants that big top tier money. And if he has a great season, I see him getting it from the Panthers or unfortunately somewhere else. No, I'd, I'd love to see him get like a 15 sack season. I mean, he's got the talent for it. 
Um, the defense overall is not as good as it was last year, I don't think, at least not on paper. Um, but I still think that he he can put up those numbers. Yeah. He's just, he's just going to have to do it. I mean, unfortunately, it's going to fall a lot on him to do it. But um, So, you know, we'll, we'll move past Brian Burns. Obviously, he's a great player. We're excited to watch him again this season. Uh, another player that I'm personally very excited to watch this season, and I, I know you are as well, Frankie Louvu. Yeah. Rounding out the linebacker core. Um, Frankie, the only player on the Panthers last season to get any all-pro votes. Got it as a special teamer. Um, but Frankie was a really good surprise for the Panthers, a, a welcome surprise. And he's going to be asked to do a lot more this season. Yeah, I feel like he's good. he's stepping into that possible chance at playing the Hassan Reddick of last year. Obviously, I don't expect him to produce like Hassan Reddick, but I think, you know, we saw a lot of him actually as a star, you know, playing, make a lot of big plays for them. And I think he has pressure to become that guy, you know, to get that starting role. I mean, he's always been considered a special teamer and he was great at that. Like you said, almost all pro, but I mean, he, he wants that bigger starting, more impact on the game, and I think he has a lot of pressure to do that this season. Yeah, he only played in 24% of defensive snaps last season for the Panthers, um, as opposed to 71% of special team snaps. So he that number is going to go way up. I would expect it to be more like probably 60, 65, maybe even mm-hmm. 70% of defensive snaps this season and maybe even less special team snaps because he'll be playing more defense. Um, so he's going to get an opportunity. Uh, the linebacking core is it's him. It's Shaq. And who's it? The, the new guy, Wilson, Damian um, Wilson, Damian Wilson. Um, and that's pretty much it. So <clears throat> at least as, as of, uh, you know, Corey Littleton, that's Corey who Littleton. we signed. Okay. Yeah. And, and Damian Wilson, but yeah, Corey Littleton but, was, um, the linebacker we signed i would uh i would expect frankie to get a lot of opportunity and like you said you know i don't think he's going to replace hassan reddick's productivity but just you know the presence there and uh the ability to kind of do similar things uh he's going to have to do his best hassan reddick impression i think yeah um, because that's going to be very important uh for that linebacker core and moving on, we have number eight. We have Terrace Marshall, second-round pick from last year. I, mean, yeah. I really liked him, but mm-hmm. coming out, he did a lot in the preseason and then just disappeared. And we don't know if it was Joe Brady's scheme, Sam Darnold's horrible ability to throw the ball, um, the offensive line not giving any time for the quarterbacks. We don't know what it was, but I feel like he needs to step up and and show a lot more than he showed in the season last year because he's a big, fast receiver from LSU, and he looked he looked the part last year in the preseason. Then all of a sudden, just disappeared. Yeah, you know, and and you mentioned a bunch of possible issues, but you didn't mention him as a possible issue, and I think oh, yeah. he. He very well could have been the issue, you know, maybe not putting the work in. I don't know this for a fact, but maybe not putting the work in, maybe not showing hard in practice or, um, you know, showing up ready for game day. I don't know. But I think he he definitely needs to step step up 
Um, we'll talk about Robbie Anderson in a little bit, but uh, that I feel like that number two spot could, you know, Terrace Marshall could take that spot very easily. Very easily. I think the Panthers want him to take that spot, honestly. Um, but if not number two, he, she, he could, should easily be the number three receiver on this team. You know, we made oh, some yeah. sign. Rashad Higgins, I think, is signed. Um, those are probably the guys that will be competing for that number uh, three spot, uh, at least initially. So I would love to see Terrace Marshall take that spot. Like you said, he looked really good in the preseason last season. Um, I'm really looking forward to the preseason this year, honestly, for the Panthers. <laughs> Just to see Matt Corral, to see Terrace Marshall, to see you know Brady Christensen and uh, – uh, Deontay Brown, just some some of these guys that we have high hopes for in the future are going to get a lot of run in the preseason. So I'm really excited about that. But I hope Terrace Marshall spent a lot of time in the offseason reflecting and preparing for this season. Yeah. Because honestly, I think we need him. I do too. I, I think, you know, we have Robbie Anson really took a step back last year. DJ Moore's a stud. He's, he's putting up 1,100, 1,200 yards with, you know, Kyle Allen. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, PJ Walker. Those are the guys he's putting up 1,100, 1,200 yards. He's, can you imagine if he had a good quarterback? I mean, but he needs a running mate. That's the biggest problem is there's no running mate. Hasn't been right. since he's been here. Well, you know, Anderson's first season was good, but. Yeah. It would be nice to see. So it would be nice to see Marshall step up and really take the reins there. Yeah, I'd like to see that. All right, next guy on the list, uh, Marquise Haynes. So we mentioned before Hassan Reddick no longer here um, to mm-hmm. kind of anchor that the other side of the defensive line. Well, Marquise Haynes is going to get a shot, and uh, Matt Rule specifically mentioned him the other day in a press conference saying they're expecting big things from Marquise Haynes. Um, he was, what was he up? Fourth round draft pick? Am I remembering that right? Uh, I don't know. I think he was around a fourth round pick or so. He's yeah, he's had pick. a weird kind of career where he was out of season. He, he, I think he spent the COVID year off. It just, just a little bit different. Um, he shows flashes. I mean, he's twenty eight years old, and we're sitting here talking like he's he's about to get his real big chance. Twenty eight years old. <laughs> I did not realize that honestly that he is that old. Um, he's a guy that he's he's shown flashes like he had uh, four sacks in twenty twenty, three sacks in twenty twenty one, but he in twenty twenty one he only played twenty one percent of defensive snaps, and he still yeah. got three sacks. In twenty twenty he played thirty nine percent and got four sacks. So imagine this guy getting you know sixty seventy percent. Of defensive snaps, you could see those sack numbers going up to eight, nine sacks. Um, you know, if he earns the playing time. So I really like Marquise Haynes. I, I did not realize that he's, you know, he's 28 <laughs> years and 168 days old. Like he will turn 29 during the season. Uh, I did not realize he was that old, but yeah, he's, you know, this is a contract year for him as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with him, but. He's another guy that, you know, he is under a large amount of pressure to help fill the void left by Hassan Reddick. Yep. 
And speaking of pressure to get that next contract, our next player on the list did a great job last year of getting that big contract. His performance didn't provide it, but Ian Thomas, tight end, I he has to live up to that contract. Again, it could go to Joe Brady's offense where no tight end really performed at all, mm-hmm. or is it that Ian Thomas and Trimble just aren't good? We'll find out because Ben McAdoo loves tight ends. He loves them, and they typically produce well for him. So with that big contract, I'm assuming we're going to see an Ian Thomas that that gets 500 yards at least. That would be my, my minimum guess. Uh, that would be a really nice season for him. Yeah, um, I, that's what I'm hoping big for. Contract, it's not a huge contract, three years what 17 million um so they could cut him after 2023 with really no impact to the cap minimal impact um but for what he's done up to this point in his career it's a massive contract because yeah, i don't I think was cute. he's shown that he deserves it Uh-oh, yeah are you there yeah i'm here uh it looks like i mean it was what three years 17 that's middle of the pack starter money I don't, I don't know why they paid him that much. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, his best year was his rookie year, uh, thirty six receptions, three hundred thirty three yards. Since then, less than two hundred yards a season. Um, twenty catches or less each season. He just, he just hasn't done anything in the receiving game. I think he's an okay blocker. I wouldn't say he's like an S tier blocker or anything, but. Definitely need to see more from him to show that he deserves that deal. Yeah. Moving on at number five, we have Brady Christensen. Uh, yes, he's a second-year player, but they are banking on the simple fact of him being able to solidify that left guard position. Mm-hmm. He's going to be that guy that they expect to start there next to Icky next to uh, Bozeman and really solidify that that side. And it's a lot for him because he did not play well at guard. He played better at left tackle last year. Yeah, he played really poorly at guard, honestly. Your, your video is gone, by the way. Do you know that? Yeah, I'm trying to get it working. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, Brady Christensen, he looked a lot better at left tackle when he got the opportunity last season. At left guard, he was kind of trash, honestly. Like, he he just wasn't good. And now that could be because he had very poor players on either side of him. Uh, that they, they were not giving him any help. Um, you know, with Cam Irving or Elfline or, you know, whoever it was, whatever combination of players were put up beside him. So I would expect him to play better with Icky and Bozeman kind of surrounding him. Um, giving him a little bit of protection there. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that's going to have to step up. And I mean, there's even been some talk, you know, Matt Rule has mentioned potentially playing Brady at left tackle if Icky is not ready to start there. Um, you know, they, they could give Brady a look. I would be shocked. I would be shocked. If Icky's not starting left tackle week one. Uh, in fact, I'd be, not only would I be shocked, I'd be extremely disappointed. Um, but yeah, I, I would say Brady, he's kind of the the main question mark on this offensive line. 
Yeah, he really is because everybody else has proven it to be at least solid and decent. Mm-hmm. And then you have throw Brady Christensen out there, and that's gonna be it's gonna be huge. Yeah, he he's gonna have to. There you go, you're back. Yeah, he's gonna have to. Um, he's gonna have to step up and and again a full off season kind of you know since the draft at least knowing he's probably that's probably where he's gonna be slotted. Um, you know, they, he only played left tackle, I think, in college. So left guard, not his natural position, really. But hoping that he can step up and play it because, again, they, they put a third-round draft pick on him, and, and he's going to have the opportunity. Clayton was a second-round pick as guard. So, yeah. And he only played yeah. two, 22 snaps last year at left guard, 64 at right guard. So okay. now they're expecting we'll him to be there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of draft picks who have not really lived up to their potential, Yitor Gross Matos is going to be our fourth player on this list. Uh, very similar reasoning as Marquise Haynes. Um, although Yitor, there's more capital, I guess, invested in him being a second round draft pick. Um, more expectations, I believe. But yeah, this is just another guy that they're gonna try there on you know opposite Brian Burns and hope that that he can make something happen. He played only thirty eight percent of snaps uh, last season, forty eight percent his rookie season, has a combined six sacks for his career. So definitely he's gonna get that opportunity, and he, he we need him or Marquise Haynes really to kind of become if not a star at least a high-level contributor. And the one thing about Etor Grosmontos, though, is whenever they did start plugging him in last year a lot more, it really helped out the run defense. Hmm. So, and I'm hoping that that continues. I hope he does get to the quarterback because they're going to give him the chance to start this year. He's going to be hmm. the guy on the opposite side, I'm assuming. You know, so it, I, I hope for his sake. He's shown flashes. They drafted him in the second round. Said, "Hey, he was he needs time to get better. He's not, uh, you know, a stud now, but we can feel like we can mold him. And this is the time to be done molding. You know, yes, he could still get better, but third year. You Look, he's got the be... size. He's he's fast. He's he's got the skills. He just needs to put it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, and it and it's good that he." that the run defense improved, but let's be clear. These edge guys, we need them to get to the quarterback. We need them to get sacks. I mean, that's, that's what's going to make the defense scary and have to be respected. So, so either he or Marquise Haynes, they're going to have to step up. Um, I, I like Yitor Gross Matos, and I, I actually would predict that he's going to be the guy. I do that's too. going to step into that spot and, and take it, take it by the horn. I think he's gonna have a good season. Yeah, and if the Panthers don't get to the quarterback, this next player that's on the pressure list has to step up. C.J. Henderson. We traded around a third round pick last year for a top ten pick the year before. Now we're going into his third year. Former top ten pick. People projected the Panthers to draft him number eight overall, but. They did not. They got Derek Brown, who could quite possibly be on the bottom of this list too. But I was say, yeah. 
<laughs> but he has not performed at all. Last year, after getting traded here, we thought eventually we'd start seeing him. No, we didn't, really didn't see much of him. Keith Taylor outperformed him. You know, it, and at this point, we know that starters, J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson, mm-hmm. I feel like those are good, solid pieces. They're going to need somebody else in that slot, and you know, know how – Dante Jackson, unfortunately, has toe injuries. So he may have to step up and become a guy. Yeah, I mean, J.C. Horn coming off a major injury. Uh, Dante Mm -hmm. Jackson always seems to have something going on, like you said, with his toe, especially last season. Um, So, yeah, I mean, C.J. Henderson is going to get opportunities. Keith Taylor was a better corner than him last season, and it probably wasn't that close. Mm -mm. Yeah. C.J. Henderson was a top 10 pick, and he was a top 10 pick for a reason. The Panthers put a third-round pick on him, like you said, which is more than they have invested in Keith Taylor, right? So, you know, the Panthers drafted another corner um, late in this past draft. Don't really know if he's a guy that they're going to consider playing a lot, playing time. But I think they're going to give C.J. Henderson a lot of opportunity. Steve Wilkes comes in as the DB coach. Couldn't have a better coach uh, of oh, that yeah. secondary, in my opinion. Um, at least that was available for the Panthers. I think they knocked that one out of the park. So CJ's going to have a good mentor. He's got Dante Jackson, who's coming back, a veteran. He's got J.C. Horn, who is a physical freak and already seems like could be one of the better corners in the league. So he's going to have, again... Good guys to look up to. A lot of competition out there. Uh, good coaching. Everything is set up for him to be good. I think he, he's got to get out of his head. C.J. Henderson seems like a guy to me that he's he's holding himself back. Yeah, and, and the pressure lies on himself. Again, we have Keith Taylor. We drafted in our guy. I, I We signed somebody else, too, I can't think. But, you know, I feel if C.J. does not produce, I think the secondary is still going to be okay. And the thing with C.J. Henderson is, does he want to go down for one of the all-time busts? I mean, mm-hmm. top 10 pick, traded the first year after your first year, and then if you, you don't end up starting here, you never do anything after this, you may not get another contract. You'll get a contract for like one year prove-it deal for chump change, right. and then he could be out of the league. Easily. Easily, so, yeah. He, for him, know, for pressure wise, that's got to be a lot on him. Uh, just being honest. Yeah, is it gonna is it gonna break him or is he gonna use it as motivation? I think that's what kind of guy is he? That, yeah. That's really the question. So he's got the talent, he's got the measurables, he's got everything else. Um, he's in a great. He's honestly in a great situation. Yeah, he got away from Urban Meyer last year. That seems like the best <laughs> thing he did could have done in right. week one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So moving to the other side of the ball, we mentioned him a little earlier in the in the podcast. Robbie Anderson is going to be our number two player on this list that needs to step up. Um, you could make an argument even that he would be the number one guy, but I didn't even think of the uh, the player that's at number one until Jerry mentioned it, and of course he should be number one. So Robbie Anderson, definitely number two. Uh, comes into the Panthers in 2020, has his best season as a pro with uh, almost 1,100 yards, uh, 70% catch rate, like just 
played amazing. Got a nice deal out of it early last season. And then shit the bed, honestly. Uh, had half the receiving yards, almost half the catches. Uh, his catch rate drops to 48%, which is the lowest of his career. Now, a lot of that could be because of Sam Darnold. You know, he goes from Teddy Bridgewater, who throwed a very threw a very catchable ball in 2020, Sam Darnold in 2021, who throws a very catchable ball to the wrong team. Um, <laughs> seems like that's the main difference. But, you know, DJ Moore kept his numbers up. Yeah. Right? Again, that's Robbie what I'm Anderson's saying. Anderson's going like, to have to step up. It, you're absolutely correct. It, he had so many drops. I'm trying to find his drops. I know you probably saw me. But, I mean, there was games where he would drop three passes in a game. And mm-hmm. he's the number two guy. This is not – this is the guy you really need to show up to when your first guy is getting blanket coverage. And, and he just didn't produce. They gave him that big money, and he did not produce after it. Now, can he produce? I mean, he's always been more of that number two, number three guy, more like number three guy, except for that one year. Was that a fluke? That's the question. Um, I mean, if you look at his stats, you know, he had one other season with more than 780 yards, basically. He had 2017, he had 941. But in terms of catch percentage, that's an outlier last uh, 2020 with 70 yeah. percent everything else is 54 or below um so he really you know 100 percent that was on teddy bridgewater for throwing him a very catchable ball they only credited him with seven drops last season <laughs> i think there could have been like one game where he had seven drops that that seems extremely low to me um and i think most of us most of you guys watching and are listening out there would probably agree with that. You know, Robbie Anderson was not good last year. So I would I would definitely say just given the money, given the fact that he is unquestionably coming into the season as the number two receiver uh, opposite DJ Moore, who is going to get a lot of a lot more pressure, honestly. He signed the big deal. He's getting a lot of respect across the league as an underappreciated guy. Uh, I would expect defensive to start <clears throat> moving his direction even more than they already do. So Anderson's going to have some opportunities, just like the rest of these guys are talking about. Absolutely. And we're going to go to our number one under pressure Carolina Panther for 2022 season. You know him, you love him, you curse his ankles, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> or actually, I guess the Saints or Falcons <clears throat> fans have cursed his ankles. <laughs> but Yeah, we curse his soft tissue. Yeah, because it, that seems to always be his <clears throat> his main injuries here. It's just why is he under pressure? I think it's obvious. Injuries past two seasons, right after he got that big contract, you know he wants to prove it. I don't. We talked about C.J. Henderson, how his mind, if he wants it. I think Christian McCaffrey wants it. I just just <clears throat> thinks that he can't stay healthy, and he can't. It, I hope he's trying to fight through the injuries, like not injuries, but soreness and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think he could be a guy that wants it too much, honestly. You yeah. Know, he's not giving himself time to recover, or he's. They, they talked a lot about he talked to Marshall Falk a lot this offseason um, about his longevity and how Marshall Falk was, a, Marshall, Marshall Falk 
had his best seasons, really, like his sixth to eighth season, right? Which is, McCaffrey's going into his sixth season now. Um, if McCaffrey could have his best seasons this, these next three years, that would be pretty great. Um, yeah. You know, as he goes, so go the Panthers. You know, we won the first three games last season with McCaffrey in the, you know, as soon as he goes out, the Panthers start losing. Uh, and they just were not able to to really get it back together. But he only played 10 games the last two seasons combined uh, since he signed that deal. Before that deal, he played every single game. <laughs> uh, so sometimes that's the way it happens. But <clears throat> McCaffrey is such a special talent. He is so important to the offense, to the scheme, to everything. I mean, he he's the escape valve for the quarterback. He's one of the best running backs in the league. Um, when healthy, you could say he's the best. I mean, honestly, he's put up the numbers. You can't. We can't overstate how important he is to the team. Absolutely. It's just it's mind boggling how much he means to this team, especially because they don't have a quarterback and haven't had a quarterback. So, yeah. It lo- and with him, it's all about staying healthy. Yeah. Like that's that's. He's he's not under pressure to play well. He's under pressure to stay on the field. Yeah, you're absolutely. Because if he's on the field, he's playing well. Yeah, that's... I mean uh, that's what it is. So, I, I, you know, different offensive scheme this season. I would be surprised if he's not utilized in much a, a similar way as he has been with the previous regimes here. Uh, well. I mean, it's a different coaching staff, but it's still Matt Rule. So I am hoping that they well, take even with Ron Rivera. I mean, even yeah. with Ron Rivera, like you know, it's 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 the same. They're using him the same way. They're running him way too much, and then they're passing him the ball one every two passes, basically. Yeah, it, like it's you need to lower he's his a production. Lot of usage. I, I hate saying that about it, the best player on this team, but we need to lower his production and. You know, let Deontay Foreman and uh, Chuba Chuba run some more. I mean, split them out. Put Chuba and put him in the backfield and then split him out into the slot. He's a great receiver. Let him run. Mm-hmm. Let, him, let him do that. You know, he's dangerous, especially if Terrace Marshall and Hans McGee over there doesn't do well. I mean, we're going to need somebody besides – DJ Moore catching passes. Yeah. This is a guy that caught 116 passes in 2019. Exactly. How many Pro Bowls do you think Christian McCaffrey has made in his career? Pro Bowls? One? Yeah, just one. That That's surprising to me because he had 107 catches in 2018. He had... Almost 2,000 yards in 2018 and didn't make the Pro Bowl. Uh, I'm, I, fi- I, f- I find that shocking, honestly. Eh? And, and a little... He was... Uh, well, either way. Uh, he is he is a massive, massive pressure for Christian McCaffrey to stay on the field this season. Jerry, do you have any other you know, honorable mentions or, or anyone else that you wanted to sort of just throw out there that... You know, we mentioned uh, De- uh, Derek Brown, Derek Brown, Derek Brown, uh, Deontay Brown. Those are guys that you know. I'll have Derek some Brown. pressure on on them. 
who else? I you said you mentioned Dante Jackson in our text. I thought, yes, he needs to prove it to stay healthy and stuff, but I think he's done enough that I felt I feel confident that he's not under that big of pressure. Um, yeah, the only reason I mentioned him was just because he got the deal, he got the big yeah. contract, uh, and just living up to the big contract, proving it. Because really, he's only had, I would really say, like one upper tier season, yeah. right? And that was last season. Yeah. And even then, he got hurt, and it was really only half a season. But he was playing, I think, at a Pro Bowl level before he got hurt. Yeah. Um, other than that, just Jeremy Chin. Uh, I Just because I feel like he had a better rookie season than he did last year, even though his stats look good. I think yeah. his impact on the game even though his stats look good, wasn't as big last year as he was the year before. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought about Jeremy Chin, but I just feel like he's... I don't I feel the he's pressure. he's so good. Yeah. Yeah, that he... that I, I've, I, I don't know. For some reason, he just didn't... He didn't enter my mind to be on this list. Um, I just don't have any questions about him, I guess. Nope. All right, that's going to do it. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at mailmakespodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Uh, we'll be back soon to discuss the prodigal son potentially coming home, should he or should not he, Cam Newton. Uh, until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. Wow, <laughs> wow,